0: That was the one and only shooter Jennings, the real deal, son of the great outlaw Waylon Jennings. And I feel like when you're going into the ether and making your return to MMA, I, I, I can't do the fake shit, man. I can't do it. It's, it's not in me. Uh, I left that, any part of that long ago. The only thing I'm interesting now, interested now is the real and what a great segue to one of the realest motherfuckers in the game, Jim Miller. Now, I'm telling you, what you are about to hear is not the Jim Miller you may ha- have seen over the last decade. You know, Jim's a straight shooter, blood and guts. New Jersey comes out to a bad moon rise, and we we know all that. But there's a lot of personality behind that, that the UFC's just never got behind or amplified. Yes, he's a hell of a great fighter, but there are so many different aspects to who Jim Miller is, and I feel like what you're about to hear is gonna is gonna blow your mind. I mean, it sets the bar. There's no there is no measurement in the ether in this mysterious realm. But if there's a bar to set, Jim Miller set it with this interview. Um, we're gonna pick up talking about you know Jim's been an avid outdoor woodsman, and we're gonna talk. We're gonna start things off talking about Sasquatch. You know, uh, we do You know, talk about his UFC Hall of Fame career, uh, whether he should get that fucking plaque or, you know, Guida has one. He should get one. Just beat Guida. But I want you to pay attention to the things that Jim and I get into. Some very serious topics that go way beyond the fight game into the real world. So this is UFC uh, legend fought everybody in the world at 185 pounds. The one and only Jim Miller. Stop Ta- telling you about Bigfoot. Check it out.
1: He like, he's like, fuck. So he kind of like goes inside. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of the things, like the skunk ape, which is, it's, it's typically more of a, of a, like, Florida type uh, experience, the skunk ape, which is the skunky smell. And, uh, but yeah, like, squatches, they tend to throw things at you. And the look in my brother's eyes when he told me this story. Kind of convinced me that it was true, and uh, I I believe him. I believe that 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 a squatch threw a rock at him. You know, I don't I don't know. That, never, well, I, see,
2: that, that, I mean,
1: you, you you don't know, but
3: that's what I'm I'm saying is like you you said that. The the like the skunk smell the mm-hmm. what, what 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 would what would probably raise your your senses more or your brother's senses senses the fact how the dogs reacted right like
2: they yeah. say yeah.
3: Like think of, like think about this they say like you know um you know I'm not sure if there's ghosts or anything like that in this world who, who knows but if you think about frequency right we know that there's only a certain range of frequency that the human ear can pick up sure mm-hmm. right and I mean dog whistles operate on a totally different frequency we can't hear them but they can. We you know microwaves, radio waves, all these things exist that we can't pick up. So yep. to think that there's other things outside our scope of perception, like very well could be it. But my whole thing is, I've always wondered is why we've never found any proof or whatever. But at the same time, you know, there like where you live. It, it, I mean, if you think about like Appalachia or the Pacific Northwest, it's it's vast,
1: man. Yeah, I mean that's a, that that's. A, the The crazy part when you when you think about it and, and like that would maybe think that it, they don't exist it's like I know plenty of people that have spent like I've spent a decent part of my life like in the woods not as much as I'd like but growing up and all that shit I mean like we do we outside all the freaking time and we never experienced anything like that and I mean my my dad I mean my dad grew up in the woods. My grandfather grew up in the woods. Like I mean they, they lived it every day. And I mean like back back in that when my grandfather was growing up I mean they that's that's the crazy part about like New Jersey is you know, like when it comes to the bears and stuff like that, is that I mean it's a common occurrence now to see them when my grandfather was growing up, never saw them because there were so few of them. And it's like, okay, well, if they never saw the bears, but the bears were still there, the the bears knew that they didn't want to be around humans. They knew that. And they wouldn't be around humans. (laughs) So it's like if you've got something that doesn't want to be around us, there's a possibility that they can decide not to be, right? Especially if their numbers are so few that, that they can get what they want and do the things they want to do, you know, little bounce, wow, wow, and all that stuff, whatever they do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> whatever they do,
3: that was a, I and, think that was a porn and, reference, right, that was like, a porn was reference,
1: like, you know, like, because, I mean, there's got to be, a, there's got to be a Sasquatch mating season, right, do so they have a mating season, or are they just like humans, where they just do it whenever they want to do it, right,
3: Squatching. Like, I, I think that's what they call it, they call it squatching.
1: that well, I mean, squ- <laughs> squatching is just trying to, just trying to find, the is like, like the voyeurism of, <laughs> of Sasquatches, right? We just we just want to watch them do their thing.
3: We just want to watch Sasquatches get down. Now, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you know, you we think a, a Sasquatch rolls out of the the Appalachian Trail, bumps into a furry mm-hmm. convention. I mean, you, you, crazier shit happens. That's but true. we have since you know, I, I'm a big. I watch enough murder television, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, to think that my wife at one time, like, she doesn't realize it's it's the the narrators. And you know, Renee, so you know, she, she's probably up with me for a long time. But the the thing was, the narrator's voice puts me to sleep. You know, it was a quiet day, and she then all of a sudden she thinks I'm watching murder television all the time, mm-hmm. right? But my theory is this: nothing good, and it goes back to our camera trip with the herpes of Lyme disease. Nothing mm-hmm. good happens in the woods, right? Like out-of-the-way place, True. so bodies get dumped, you know, like, people go missing every year in national parks, all kinds of shit, so let me ask you this, with Halloween coming up, you just said you spent a ton of time, not as much as you like, in the woods, what Mm -hmm. is the strangest, creepiest, like, what's something that's happened that you're like, that set off those, like, man, I don't know if I'm safe here, I mean, I know you have a gun, so you're usually safe, and you can defend yourself, but have you ever encountered something
1: in the woods, that you're like something's not right. I, not not that something's not right. I mean, I've I, I've encountered some very large bears while I was carrying nothing but a fishing pole. <laughs> 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 um, and then probably scarier than that was I encar- encountered a not as big bear um, that was showing some aggressive tendencies. Uh, oh man! Yeah, the, yeah, that,
3: and and. And just to, not to interrupt you, but I think if we agree on this that there is not a more perfectly designed killer. There's nothing more terrifying than a bear because you're not going to outrun it. You can't climb a tree; it will climb it. You can't outswim it. Like a bears, going to get you.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're gonna. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna go out like uh, like Brad Pitt, led of the Fall, right? It, it was right. a good death. No, it's a good de- exactly, exactly. It's a good death. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that day I had like, I had my longboat with me <laughs> and that was about it. Like a little, my like little fixed blade. So it would have been, it would have been, uh, a challenging fight would have been a challenging fight, but, uh, he was only like, he was about my size. So probably like a, I mean, no more than a buck 80, no more than a buck 80, but, uh, you know, he's like clicking his teeth together and, 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 and doing some more aggressive, uh, bear, uh, personality things like hip thrust at you (laughs) (laughs) he couldn't he didn't he didn't know where I was he smelled me and then he started like coming down the path that I was on, that i had walked in and and like when they click their teeth together they're getting a little aggressive and stuff and uh but yeah so I was like tucked in and tucked into these rocks but uh he he decided to not follow my trail anymore but it would have been it would have been hairy uh if he came any closer
3: Full disclosure, and I've mentioned this in a few different formats, but when we did that, uh, when I was on my road trip, when we went on this uh, now infamous camping excursion Mm -hmm. into the New Jersey woods, it is a fact I did not believe because, you know, uh, if you can't tell by this uh, this podcast or anything else this man's ever done on social media, Jim's a bit of a jokester. He definitely gets that from his father. (laughs) His father's a mountain of a man, but, like, full of laughs and just, you know, they, they're they going to bust your balls. If they detect a, a weakness, they're going to bust your balls. I did not believe that there were bears in the New Jersey woods. I was like, I never heard of that. <laughs> and they're like, no, man, there's fucking bears. And I was like, yeah. whatever. And then we hike in, and then as soon as they're like, hey, this is a good spot to camp out, I start noticing the, the Miller family stringing shit up from the trees. And I'm like, what is going on? And Jim's like, I fucking told you there's bears. And then and where did I sleep that night? Wedge between you and your brother. No.
2: <laughs> Sleeping bag, caterpillar I think,
1: style. I think I think if it was like if we were in a hotel room somewhere, you probably would have slept there anyway, but
2: look, you have to those, those are merely
3: semantics, right? Like uh yes. yes, yes you're true. I, 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 I struggle for warmth. Yeah. What can I what can I say? Listen. Prison prison would not be kind to me. Yeah. Um but so Another thing I want to touch on while we're in the, the weirdness, um, and, it, you, know what, and you, actually, you actually made me a little scared. You actually gave me a little bit of a, I, I don't want to say it was a chill, but, like, you're a very serious guy, but you joke around. And, and when, you get, when we're in the cutting-up mode, then it's always fun and games. But when I asked you this in person, your response was so kind of curt and serious, and you kind of dropped it. I was like, fuck, man. Like what's going on? What's that? I remember I asked you about the Clinton Road thing and like all the, like, the air in the room
2: kinda
3: <laughs> all the air in the room kinda zigzagged out and you were like, No, that's that's like kinda like that's nothing like Wu Tang, nothing to fuck with, you know? Like, so that's a New Jersey thing, man. And uh um I mean I'm sure you like what's your experience or what like what have you heard? Is it uh is it is the hype is, is it is it a hype or is it just one of those places that hey like you just Probably shouldn't
2: roll out there. I,
1: I I mean I probably wouldn't roll out there, but <laughs> it's it's most likely just hype. But I probably wouldn't roll out on the Clinton Road. I mean <laughs> you know?
3: It, yeah. And you're and you're one of the toughest sons of bitches on the yeah. planet and you're saying, I don't go out there.
1: <laughs> you know, you gotta be smart. You gotta pick your battles, right? Like I mean, I'd fight up to 185, but I wouldn't fight any two of five pounders unless it was for a couple million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, Clinton Road is kind of the same way. I mean, if you want to walk down the road in the middle of the night, you do your thing, bro. Like, if there's, if there's a couple million dollars at the end of the trail, then go for it. I probably would, but if there wasn't, I might not. <laughs>
3: You heard it here folks. And, and, <laughs> and for those just picking up on this part of the podcast, we were talking to UFC Hall of Famer, I mean future Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah,
1: don't don't think yeah.
3: Got get... wild up about that plaque earlier. I mean come on, I, I think I think by this time that I think by the time this podcast comes out, you know, Dana should just probably get you the plaque.
1: Probably should. I mean he probably should. He probably should have like, you know, a year or two ago, but you know, it's that's just me. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just, just spitballing here, Dwayne.
3: Just spitballing here, firing it out, fired it out, and then we also established if there was a a fighter that Jim would have loved to punch it would have been Kenny Florian and reasons for because Kenny was a little backhanded with his commentary and uh, yeah, you know, and it, it and that's coming from Jim and that's coming from a nice one of the nicest guys, uh, straight shooter with upper management written all over
1: him. He, he listen. He claimed. He he made the claim that I faked a low blow against Cowboy Cerrone when the last time that I was hanging out with, with Big Dan, Muglietta, who was the, the referee that night, said, you know, he's like, you know, Jim, that was the first time I've ever had a fighter, like, correct me like that. Yeah,
3: wave it off, right. You so wave it off. You're
2: like, no, I'm cool. I did.
1: I did. I waved that shit off. I could have taken the opportunity
2: to... There you are. The footing yeah, road got yeah. you. You know, yeah, seriously, bro. I start talking shit. I start telling the truth about California. Florian. <laughs> all, all of a sudden the freaking government comes in and cuts the call off. I think he's got some in touch.
3: They know about the pocket. That's what happens, man. Like yeah. you know, I said any any problem in this world could be resolved if you just put willing to testify against the Clintons at the end of it. Like, you say, world hunger, <laughs> willing to testify against Clinton. All of a sudden, world hunger's gone. Just,
2: seriously. You know, like, dude, how how
3: in the world, not to jump topics, but since we're on it, how in the world, you know, you see, I saw, like, once, the Internet can be an amazing place some days. I saw, you know, something about somebody was surprised, blah, 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 Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, and then somebody responded, not more surprised than Jeffrey Epstein was that he committed yeah. suicide. <laughs>
2: You know, I I try not to get political, um, and and I I don't know why I don't know why I try not to get political on like social media and shit like that. Um, I feel like I probably should, uh, but everybody, fucking everybody knows that that son of a bitch that deserved to die didn't kill himself. <laughs> yes, did. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, and that's the problem. Like what? What team you voted for, red or blue? Right? Like it's it's this whole fucking uh, team spirit bullshit. Everybody knows that, that something happened. Right? Two cameras fail. Two two guards fall asleep. Like get the fuck out of here. We all know that he was killed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's bullshit. It is bullshit that he was. Because he could have friggin' squealed. And he could have have talked dirt on a lot of people that are friggin' high up in this country and and running some shit. And he needed that. But don't you find it strange, though, even before the the
3: suicide like when this when this stuff happened and he got indicted and, and and arrested and and you know put away that the 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 allegations were that he had this island and he flew all these high you know these high ranking officials a couple of former presidents out like what they call it like the pedo mm-hmm. you know or Lolita or something like that the yep, Lolita Express that story was no like that story was nowhere right like. It wasn't like it was. Oh, Trump's, you know, talking about nuking hurricanes. Like none of the none of the allegations were out there. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's the strangest thing. So yeah, like with, like with what, what, we reach such a point in this society now where it's like before, like the the running joke was he's never gonna make it to trial and he's gonna quote unquote commit suicide and the tapes are gonna be missing and blah blah. All that shit that-
2: just literally happened. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a problem. That is a fucking problem. It is yet yeah. when 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 everybody says it, when the joke goes around and says, Hey, he's not gonna make a trial, he's gonna do this and stuff and then he actually fucking does. <laughs> that's you'd be like, Holy shit. Like something is seriously wrong here, somebody's trying to fucking cover some shit up. Like you need to fucking we need to do something. We need to, we need to take a step back and, and stop just fucking living our lives on fucking social media and and being fucking cattle here getting drove around and and decide, you know having having what what outrage that we're uh, what 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 event we're outraged about decided for us by fucking social media and actually fucking do something. Absolutely, it is, it, it is ridiculous. It's to, the, it's to the point, Jim,
3: where now. Anytime something, you're, you're something, trying to
1: get me. You're trying to get me fucking suicided, bro.
3: No, I I'm, no. Unless you said I'm willing to testify, <laughs> like, to the Clintons for space Like, dude, I saw a, I saw like a running list of people that have quote unquote mysteriously died in connection with them, and like, like two people had like, like they were, they, it was like, it was ultimately called suicide, but they were shot multiple times. Yeah. Like, yeah. how Are you getting off that second shot, bro? But you know, I'm saying it's to the point now. Yeah. In this society, where anytime something like what was the latest one, like, like anytime there's any kind of craze somewhere else, like, is the dress blue or gold, or is there? Yeah. Did you hear this or that? Like, yeah. there's a distraction. We're being distracted oh. from something awful that is happening just to the right of us, but we're all looking left. You know.
1: You're really trying. You're really trying to get fucking.
2: I'm not trying like, to get you killed, no, man. You got no, your Hall of Fame. Listen, no, listen. They're 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 not going to get me,
1: motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not
2: worried about you. I've got my 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 fucking stockpile. Yeah, I've got those two shells that I load in my double power shotgun to shoot into the air, and then I've got that one extra one just in case that doesn't scare him <laughs> <my> away.
3: <laughs> but I think. I think they look, and they're like, you know, hey, Jim's not quite somebody to fuck with. You know, you got the, you got the Ruby Ridge written all over you, except for the racist part.
2: Well, you know, (laughs) you don't get me started on that shit. (laughs) You're in the ether now, buddy.
3: That's what happens. You got to set the tone. When you're in the ether with me, all bets are off. We're getting fucking fucking, weird and
2: crazy. Fucking Ruby Ridge, like, really? Like, you shoot shoot uh, uh, an unarmed woman in the face that pulls the baby? Like, the fuck out of here. That's cool. Like, oh well, you yeah. so know, he, he 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 cut a couple inches off of a fucking shotgun, and that's oh. what
3: I'm saying. And to be clear about it, that was what Randy Weaver did wrong. Right? He he cut, he modified a shotgun barrel, and he had been in. Uh, I think he had been in. Like, uh, they'd been tracking him. He'd been in communication with some right wing or some racist groups, selling a a gun or two here and there. Anyway. Like, you, you get arrested for that, whatever. But then, yeah. the the part about it that got me is after they shot uh, Randy Weaver's wife,
2: yeah. she and laid on the son. floor.
3: And yeah, his son. Yeah, yeah. It, and his, his, his son before that. His old
1: son, they shot him in the back.
3: She was laying dead on the floor, as in, like, in a, in the room next to him. And from what I understand, like, the ATF was taunting him about it.
2: Yeah, so, no. You're... It, it, <laughs> We are in the ether, bro. <laughs> we are in it. You got that Kevlar on. We're in the ether. Yeah. Bro. Let me let, hold on, let me let me purchase for that fucking <laughs> that fucking body arm. Like holy shit. That, no, that was some fucked up shit. And and nothing came of it. Nothing came of that, right? So like a a a sniper that was fucking being uh was technically, like, outsourced by the, the the ATF in that situation, right? Shoots this woman in the fucking head while she's holding a trial. I'm she's absolutely no threat. And nothing happens Nothing happens. This motherfucker doesn't, nothing, there, there are no charges brought against him. He doesn't fucking suck. We just brush that under the fucking rug because, oh, we got the guy that fucking, you know, but his shotgun barrel down to sixteen inches. Like come on. And, and and if that's not crazy enough, I think this is the shit
3: like this happened in nineteen ninety three or ninety two if I'm not wrong. And Waco was right around the same time. This didn't happen in nineteen seventy and the early seventies or late sixties. Like no. this is within you know, this is it within our lifetime and these this happened on American soil. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we we this is the shit that you know you, you get now. Like these, these these kids don't care, and you know uh, you know this antifas and all this shit that's going on and all these movements. It's like if you're paying attention, none of this shit is new. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, it's it, it it's unbelievable, and that's what. And I know I know you're also uh you know the a fan of the, you know, uh, and, and friends with, you know, Rogan. And that's what I love about Joe's show is that Joe has such a wide variety of people that come on and, you know, like, it's, it, it, he's giving a voice to a, to, you know, like, I, they, they've kind of dropped, like, label him conspiracy theorists as much because he, he doesn't really entertain that. I mean, he entertains it, he'll listen to it, but he's not like Alex Jones advocating and shit like that. But I'm saying, like, look – it, sometimes you have to shout it, like Alex Jones, and I'm not talking about lizard people or any of that stuff. What I'm saying it's just basic, in-your-face injustices have been happening for a long time. And then, you know, what's the the, the you know then with the, the the police officer stuff and the the, the violence you know, against citizens, uh, like stuff's been happening for a long time.
2: It's it is true, it is true. You know, I, I mean that's like I. When when I teach when I teach for like if I'm doing like a uh, a specific like law enforcement type course, I'm not comfortable showing choke. <laughs> right? Like, cause I I feel like the choke is something that now granted, they need to know it. Right? Because they might be in a situation where their life depends on it. But if their life depends on it, they've got other tools that they can go to. And Granted, those other tools might fail. Something might happen. They might, they might enter into a fight where they can't draw their weapon, or their weapon gets taken, or whatever, and they're left with just their their hands. But you will never choke somebody into a fight. You you won't you won't tell somebody calm down, calm down, and you're yelling in their ear as you're choking them. I've been choked conscious a couple of times, and I'm not gonna let somebody fucking do that to me <laughs> right like, like it's it's not gonna work it's not gonna work all right Because like I, I know the end result i know I know what happens I know what happens and do I trust them enough to let go that's the that's the fucking thing. do I trust that person that's on my back enough that they're gonna let go and the problem is you have two or three other people on top of me that are moving me. But that's one of the things that kind of freaked me out about this this last fight with Guida is that I that's the first time I've ever took somebody unconscious that I didn't feel it. And I don't know why I didn't feel it. I didn't I didn't feel that he went out. Um, he was kind of out on the feet when he when he fell into me and I wrapped him up and I think kind of a different position that we landed in and the fact that my leg was over his arm, so it was really I was I had a really good pull on his like back with my leg, but we, I mean, like but if I took him unconscious, and he's kind of sitting up. We should have rolled back. Like I should have rolled back. So I felt his hand moving, but it turns out that was her, you know, moving his hand. Um, and it and it kind of like honestly, it kind of freaked me out a little bit that I didn't that I didn't feel him go unconscious because that's never happened before, and if there was. Two or three other people trying to hold him down, and I'm applying that choke. I would have never felt that he went unconscious that, that that's why I don't like choke the the police officers because if if other people are moving them and you put the choke on and you're telling somebody to calm down, you think they're resisting, and then their bodys still moving because other people are moving it, you don't know if they're unconscious, and then you choke them to death.
3: And, and, and Jim, and the honest question because I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I'm very, I'm, I'm interested because and you have a lot of experience with this with your grappling and, and, and fighting experience. But what, what is the window there? Well, what's the, what's the, the window between life and death, between unconscious and permanent damage, if not uh, fatality? I mean, like holding a choke for an extra ten seconds, would that be enough to kill someone?
2: I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that short. Um, but I mean. From what I understand, and, I, and I'm not a, a medical professional, um, and I've never killed somebody with a choke. Um, <laughs> so, that so you're can, willing to so talk about. Know, uh, so, and he so, will testify against the quit? I, I yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> if, if you keep fucking saying that, I might have to. Um, you're going to need that choke, brother. <laughs> I'll probably shoot a, buck a couple holes on first. But uh, I I, I don't know. I've always understood that it, you know when you start reaching towards a minute, like after they go unconscious, if you if you keep restricting the blood flow blood flow after a minute, then that's when things start to go really south. Uh, yeah. and I think it also has to depend it also depends on the person themselves, their their physical condition and, and there's a lot of things that go into it, right? But it's still it's still one of those things that it's like you know, I, I mean, I like I said I'm just not. I'm, I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't think that uh, a police officer should use a choke over a joint lock. I think that a joint lock should be used to, you know, uh, get compliance. Right? You know, like stop stop resisting, stop resisting. It could be a shoulder lock. It could be a you know uh, an arm bar. It could be a wrist lock, something like that. Where you're applying pressure to a joint that, that yes. Okay. It could potentially break, but if it breaks, it doesn't kill the person right. where, where the choke should be there as that last resort. Like, holy shit, this guy's really trying to kill me or he's going to kill me. He's beating the fucking shit out of me. And I need to, I, I need to, I need to end this fight. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a it's a fine line we walk, right? You know, like I I I have a I have a ton of respect perspective for you know police officers, but at the same time, I also I expect them to demand excellence out of themselves and and their their peers. And sometimes you don't see that, right? Sometimes you don't see that they that their peers, like because I I know I know a lot of great stuff, a lot of great stuff that I would Trust my kids too, right like i uh, I mean have some upstanding people um, but when when you're in that position and you have the authority that they have some some of the other some of your their, their peers get away with things that they shouldn't get away with, you and know that's unfortunate.
3: And, and you know, and Jim, that that is, you know, uh, one of my goals on this show is to, to to kind of strip things down and just get to the to the real talk. And and and, and brother, I got to tell you, hearing you say that, I mean, like like you're saying, you have tremendous respect for the for for police officers and what they mm-hmm. do. But what you're saying is, you're just not comfortable teaching them that because then that's on your. Not only is that would that be on your conscience that you're. You're showing them something that you don't think that they need. But then, then again, you're also saying on a further thing, like there's better ways for restraint than going to that situation. And, and, and I, I thoroughly uh, respect and, and with, and fascinated by your explanation of why, of why you think it's unnecessary. I mean, that you make a great point, man. Like you're, you're a, a black belt in jujitsu. You've cho- you, you choked many people in competition and, and training and, an in, in MMA fights, and you're saying that in a in a chaotic situation like what we see when you're you're having somebody that's resisting arrest, and you have multiple people moving that body, you can't. Pro- and especially if they're if they don't train that regularly, then they would not know exactly how to feel if somebody's
2: gone limp. I, I've I've trained with, and that's that's one of the hard parts. And you know, I've seen, seen some of the 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 interviews that have gone on about some of these like the, the mega gyms around you know like jackson and, and stuff like that and, and and how people some of the negative things that that fighters say about it how you go and, you're, and you in your train and it's like you gotta you got a target on your back to bring in all these new people that are trying to make it for themselves and stuff like that i've I've dealt with that shit I, I i for years i mean it was everybody that came into AMA was was gun for Dan and I and we had a group, really good group, great Great group of guys around us. Like the, the close knit group was a, an amazing group of fighters that were. We were we were very good at helping each other. And pushing each other at the same time, but there were the guys that came in. and It's like there were a couple times that I've been on the mat training where it's like I'm in a I'm in a position where it's like, all right, he's he's starting to get the choke. Do I trust that he's going to? know that i go unconscious so then it's like you're like fuck now i really need to get the fuck out of here or i need to fucking tap (laughs) right like like do i do i trust this guy that i'm training with that i might not have have spent that much time with to let go and this is a guy that is here training to fight not not just fucking on the street somewhere you know like it's it's a it's a it's a tough thing when when you're, you're talking about that like that that feeling of the air leaving your body you know and you're not able to get enough in there and your brain starts to fucking scratch and claw for every fucking molecule of oxygen it's, it, it's it's a tough feeling and you don't you don't uh, you don't go calmly into that shit unless you really decide. Uh, beforehand that you weren't going to um, but yeah it's, it's uh, like I said I, I, I have a ton of respect and, and I'm, I'm super willing to help uh, because I want every law enforcement officer that I work with to, to be as safe as they possibly can but jokes is one of those things that I I just don't like doing <laughs> and the problem is, is if you drill them enough like I mean holy shit I was quite hit me with a freaking beautiful right hand that I don't, I don't really know what I was doing after that. You know, <laughs> like it was one of those things that I'm just, I'm just kind of going on. Like he hit me, I wobbled, things started getting a little fuzzy. I threw back, I landed, his, his neck was there. I wrapped it up and I squeezed the shit out of it. Like, like, it happens second nature. Now granted, it happens second nature because I've been doing this shit for a long friggin' time. But I mean, does that need to happen second nature? Like for somebody that's just trying to get so of get they, they, they get a little fired up, right? Like you get a little fired up because somebody pushes back or something like that. I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a tough spot to be in. It's a tough spot to be in. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you
3: know, and you you, I think what you said earlier perfectly describes this situation too. When you talked about the fight game in general, or when you were talking about you know, the you know the situation with BJ and stuff. the you said you know you're on the razor's edge. You know of yeah. a, a, a dangerous situation, and and uh, that's what I'm saying is like yes, you like you have. Like you said about the pen thing, man, you have like, you know, in the cage, you got Herb or Dan or somebody step in and on the Mm streets you you don't. don't. And then vice versa too, when it's law enforcement there, because, you know, they want to make it, they want to make it safe to their home, to their families. But other times we've seen, you know, and we're not commenting on that obviously, but you know, we're not talking about like the gross negligence of just sometimes taking out their frustration, the situation and it goes too far, but we're just saying to encapsulate it that just the, the, it's the the move is a slippery slope, and you know it's it's something that you'd like to see go away.
2: I just yeah, I just don't like the consequences, right? You know, like I mean that's that's the biggest thing because it's it, it, it's easy when I'm doing it inside the because there is somebody there, there's a third party there, and if that third party He's not doing their job. The reason that I
1: have people in my corner
2: because I usually I don't even freaking hear the people in my corner. To be perfectly honest, I've got great coaches, but nine times out of ten, I don't hear a word they say, <laughs> which is bad. It's you really quite like bad. it sometimes. I know, right? Gr- you know. You said, but, you said grit and stubbornness, right? <laughs> yeah. You <know>, oh fuck. <laughs> but they're there to jump in that fuck to jump over that fucking cage, right? You know because. Because technically, it's illegal to throw in the towel, right? That's what they say. You're not allowed to throw in the towel. So then it's like, well, are you allowed to throw in the towel if the towel needs to get thrown in? Well, yeah, it's going to stop the fight. Well, that's the fucking idea of throwing in the towel, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, that's the motherfucking idea. So, oh, well, you're not allowed to stand on the apron while the fight's going on. Otherwise, the commission's going to stop the fight. Well, if the fight needs to get fucking stopped, my corner is going to stand on the fucking apron. <laughs> if if yelling stop the fight's not going to work, and throwing in the towel is not going to work, they're going to stand on the apron. If you stand on the apron, it's not going to work. They're going to over the fucking cage, and they're going to jump into the cage with me while I'm there and I need their fucking help. Right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, I'm losing. I'm talking about I'm fucking. that's that's what we're fucking talking about. I mean, that's that's why they're there. So, that's a lot safer than the shit that happens fucking out and about. Because, I mean, I've I've got three people that are there for my safety. You know, four, technically, right? And, 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 And a fucking hundred others, but.
3: Yeah, and, and all too often, I mean, it, it, and that's probably a topic for another show. But like, you know, you get to the ro- the the Rocky Pennington thing, where you know, it, is that something that that's something that needs to happen more often? Like, if you're seeing your fighter take a life altering, humbling, you know, mm-hmm. and you guys are so tough by nature that you're 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 conditioned to get through what you can get through, but there's just some times where you're like, man, this this has to stop.
2: Yeah, I. I give I give my coaches shit. Every time I talk about that, I give them shit because, I, obviously, I don't want them to go there. But I know that if they ever did, you know, if they ever threw in the towel, if they ever stopped the fight, if they ever stopped the fight work, you know, and stuff like that, that they're doing so for my safety. It's not, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be angry at them I, I might be at the moment because you know uh, I'm probably at that point out of my fucking mind, but I think in a in a, uh, a normal fucking state I would I would never be angry at them for that, right? You know, like it. it, it uh, I understand why they would do that, and um, if, but at the same time, I do like. And you kind of tease them about no, no, you you
1: never do that. <laughs> you
2: you never throw in the towel. You fucking never do that. <laughs> you fucking better not. You fucking but, better not. Is right. So
3: so as we as we calm down and we come back out of the ether now that we're back into uh uh normal Fuck, temperaments and, I'm gone, and back. Bro. In, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Uh, what we've already talked about, you know your. Uh, you know your your future Hall of Fame career, uh, everything you've done as far as uh, just a great track record. Just two 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 little things to wrap to wrap up our talk here tonight is one. Even though you fought everybody, is there is there is there still fights that are there still a few people out there? You're like man, I, I I'd love to fight them and 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 and, uh, and for and for the reasons behind that. And and two, what is when – when I know fighters don't like to walk away, and I know there's a lot to – you know, you have whatever's in your heart that you still need to fulfill, but what what's left for you to prove? So, yeah, so start with there. Is there anybody that you still want to tangle with and why? And, and even after you've accomplished so much, you still feel like is there anything to prove before you eventually, you know, walk away?
2: I mean, when it comes to fighting people – I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I always wanted to fight GSP. Really, always, I really always did, and I still do. Reason why? Why? Just because he's, he's fucking, so complete. Because he's fucking good. Because my wife thinks he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, because he's gonna be
3: husband number three right there, buddy.
2: That's right. You know. <laughs> Because he is so yeah, exactly because he's so complete. Because he, I, I've always been the type that, like, I don't I don't care I don't care who I'm fighting, right? It, it, we, the way that I look at fighting is that it's such a small moment in time. It is such a minuscule thing that it's, it, it is so dependent on that moment that it doesn't matter what you do. What you see, what you plan for, and who you've got in your corner, if you're gonna beat me, it's about that moment, not about what you' prepared for, not about what you saw me do six months ago, It is about that particular time so i don't I don't care like I don't care if my corners go and fucking pooch somebody for eight twelve weeks leading up to my fight if they do that and I lose, it's because I have holes in my game. It's because I prepared incorrectly. It's because I've, I've I've trained incorrectly. So a guy like GSP who is so good and was always so good at, at finding that one hole, that one thing to beat somebody by, you know, like that one move that he's going to do, that one position he's going to get into, he's going to beat them with. Like, I just, I always wanted to, like, all right, well, son a you know, (laughs) you you saw me fight fucking four months ago, but I'm different. I'm fucking different today. And that's that's what I wanted to, that's what I want to prove. (laughs) You know, because it it really comes down today, really, at least that's my opinion, right? And and granted, he's accomplished what he's accomplished doing what he does, so maybe I'm wrong, but uh, really feel like is, and uh, he also got knocked out by Matt there. <laughs> but
3: that's but that's what, but that's what you mean. That doesn't take away from his greatness or his completeness. It, it You're it's, it's what's yeah, right it in
2: front of you at that moment. It, it, exactly, it, it's the moment, and and I mean, here's the thing. Like I I I fucked up a couple times in my career, right? You know, like I trained for when I fought Gray, I fought like Bray the way Gray was six months, a year prior to what he was when we fought. He threw a lot of lupin punches. He never threw a straight punch. And for the last, like, four, three or four weeks of that print camp, I mean, we just, worked, I started working with a new box, which might have been a fuck-up as well. Probably was. Just working on him throwing lupin punches and how we we're dealing with that. And then he comes out and fucking ripping three punches down, second punchy throat and he breaks my fucking nose, <laughs> you know, and then, and then I'm trying to, and then I'm trying to adapt, but I'm still doing the things that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks, and he continues to punch me in the face for 15 minutes, because I was prepared for something that wasn't there, so it, from that moment on, it's like, you know what, I'm, Completely, I'm training to be the absolute best. I'm training to prepare myself for the best. And when my opponent doesn't match up to that level, that's when I'm going to capitalize and that's when I'm going to put them away. Mm. And, and, I mean, that that's what it comes down to. Like, it, I, I train for one thing. You know, and I've seen I've seen my peers do it. I've seen I've seen plenty of guys do it where where their opponent does something a lot. They they do it a lot. Um Brent Vera and Randy, when they fought. It's like, okay, Brandon Vera, he's gonna get Randy's gonna push you against the cage and he's gonna control the cage. And when they fought, Brandon Vera accepted the position. He he pulled himself he pulled Randy with him to the cage and accepted the position. Because he had trained so much to be there, he accepted the position. As opposed to defending the position and and doing what he could have done and you know, and, and struck it back from the outside and, and shit like that. Like, he kept the position. It was like, fuck. Like I'm watching the fight. Like fuck. like he, stop stop pulling stop pulling yourself and back on the This is where he's really, really fucking good. I know that you've been training to beat him where he's really good, but beat him where he's not as good, where you're fucking really good. Right. Do do the things, fight. fight your fight. fight, not his fight. Exactly. Fight your fucking fight. And, you know, so that's, that's why I want to fight DSP. Because I want to prove that it is, it is a fucking moment of time, and no matter what, and, I, and that's the thing is, I want my brother in his corner, and I want fucking... Uh, my my coach is in his corner. I want fucking everybody that's sits ever around me in the room to be in his fucking corner. And I'll fight him with, like, you in my corner, and I'll fucking beat him. Like, that's that's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want to prove, bro. Like, that it is a fucking moment. not. it is a, a matter of minutes. And momentum is huge, and fucking, there are a couple other things that, you know, you can't fuck control that have a huge impact on the fight. And we're just going to go out. We're going to duke it out. And maybe he's right that night. and Maybe I'm right that night. And that's the way it goes.
3: And maybe after that fight, you'll get your
2: fucking plaque. Hall of maybe, Fame plaque. Maybe you will get that fucking plaque. You know? Because that's, you know what? that's, what, that's what's left, right? After it, that's all that's left. <laughs> I don't what? know what's left. I don't know what's left, Dwayne. You know? like. Here's the thing, man. I like fighting, and I'm feeling a fucking I'm, I'm feeling foggy. I was uh, I can hear it you, in your voice after, after you yeah I, you should be able to hear my voice after you came from the live these and I gave you you. Um, <laughs> uh, you know it took it, it. I had a fucking tough time for a little bit there, and I'm I'm finally feeling it again. I finally feel I can train again and uh, I, I think it kind of shows, but uh, you know, I'm fucking I'm ready to send a me the shit out of this thing and, and fucking and get myself back where I belong um, but, you know at the same time this is a this is a platform and it's unfortunate that it is I would like it to be different I really would. I would like I would, I would like 33 fights in the UFC to mean that I don't have to really fucking worry about anything. I'd like it to mean that I can fucking pay for college for my kids and and do all that shit, but it, it doesn't it doesn't fucking mean that. So th- and this this is what I've told like fucking Mickey like I with that kid he's a teenager, I told him right away when he got the opportunity, I'm like, this is a platform. Fucking use the platform. Because the chances of you making enough money to fucking walk away from this never have to do anything again are super, super slim. One guy, right? Conor. Conor has made enough money in MMA. Aside from boxing, he made enough money in MMA to not have to worry about it. Nobody else has. Really. I mean, PSD, Brock, I mean, they're they're getting there, right? They're, they're they're pushing it. They're smart with it, fucking. And you're uh, talking
3: about like fuck you money, like like I ain't got yeah. to it again.
2: Yeah, you know, it's like, not like okay, well I'm gonna live off fucking, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be making fucking a couple million dollars and then live off of two hundred a year. I think, like which obviously can be can be done, right? But. Connor's really the only guy that's made the only fighter that's made enough. I mean, Ronda was just about there as well, but I mean, then you throw in that exactly the thing, you throw in the fucking movie, you do the other shit. These are the platform. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to still use this fucking platform to get me that next step. So, um, you know, if this thing takes off and you need a co-host, then, then I'm here for you. <laughs> I I think if either of us are alive
3: by next week after the, that Clinton talk, I think I think we're winning. But I will tell you Here this: you I, I will tell you this on closing notes. And this is you know, like I said, we have a you know personal friendship and things like that. You know, full disclosure and all that. But I am super proud of you. I know you you. you battled through some, some health issues. Uh, you know, you 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 kept
2: going. Listen, listen, listen. Having a, having a micro penis is not a health issue.
3: No, 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 man! Nobody's fault. Nobody's fault. You for that, and, and, and you're and you're and you're not
2: handsome. To it, prove. Works. So,
3: it works. It works, It works. It's not the size of your pencil; it's how you write your name, and, and you write cursive, right. bro. That's right. I've
2: written my name a
3: full many times. <laughs> It's all about the the punctuation at the end, dog. That's and right. you punctuate like a motherfucker. What i am saying <laughs> to you is, I I've I had a, a, a closer look than most to know that what what uh the affliction Lyme disease uh you know how it affected your body the things you had to fight to fight through the things that that used to come easy, you had to push through and, and, and like you said you're you're, you're a natural gritty guy, but i don't know if people understand exactly the the extent of how draining that was, and then on top of it you have a you know you're a you' you you're a present father and and husband and you also have Miller brothers and men. you have this, you have the gym you're building these things. And it was right as things were kind of taking off, this affliction hit you and, and you had to power through. So that's why coming out the other side of it seeing the victory over Guida and seeing the awareness that you brought um, to, 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 you know, to the, to the, to Lyme disease awareness. And, you know, the, the things that, that this, this fight that's happening against this in the, in the research is fantastic. But I'm telling you as a fight fan first, that was always a fan of Jim Miller that I want to thank you for not only continuing to do what you've done, but you are one of the very few people that have never let me down. And, 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 and like I said, I'm going to end this on this. Cause it was, it was super brief, man. Like you, like you were there and out. And, um, you know, when I did that comeback, when I, when I did that comeback show in my, uh, I did the, the, the live, um, you know, the live show in, in, in my hometown, Jim Miller, Flew to Chicago. He had a prior engagement. Flew to Chicago, which is two hours north where I'm from. Rented a car. Drove the two hours.
2: Not, not just a car. Not just a car. A beetle. Yes.
3: A, a, beetle.
2: A, t- a tiny <laughs> beetle. Drove two
3: hours. Came out. Sang fucking Careless Whisper with the band. Killed it. Uh, stayed for the show. Say, hey, friendly, I I, I got to be up at this wedding. Blah, blah. And he was out. So I'm saying, like, you know, this comeback for me it's it, it important to come back to the sport, but I'm telling you, the type of the type of uh, uh, human being that Jim Miller is is truly one in a million. Jim, if we don't get killed by the Clintons, then... we no, they're
1: I, coming I, for us. They're coming I, for us. Well, I right know, there.
3: and I'm going to work on my Probably. chokehold and, and, and get my Floyd card. So... Uh,
1: yeah, I got punji sticks, bro.
3: <laughs> so, I will say this, that uh, there's no better way to kick this fucker off than, than what we did here. And you have... That's even in the ether where there is no measurement. You set a bar that is going to be hard to talk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, thank you for having me, buddy.
3: Awesome, man. I will. I will talk to you soon, my brother. Give that beautiful family a kiss. Give. Uh, give Cabbage a, a, a headlock for me, and we will talk
2: soon, my man. All right, buddy. Have a good one. See you, Jimmy.